I've stopped thinking of the radio show as like the the central force of what we are. Welcome to Brandwith On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. I think that once what we saw during the pandemic was way different, where all of a sudden consumption of media was all over the place. Mm -hmm. You didn't know they were on social media a lot more now, and where we can't really just think of what's going to sound the best on the radio. Like Jess and I will kind of sit there in the morning and decide what's going to look best on video. Is this segment going to work great for Instagram? Is this going to work? Something's just work for the radio, or does mm -hmm. this topic work for Facebook? Will that will that translate? for that audience. I think you always have to be constantly thinking, where's the best place to put each piece of content? Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Well, today's guest, none other than Kramer and Jess, the stars of Mornings at Mix 106.5 in Baltimore. Mm. How are you guys? Hi, guys. Hi. Doing well. How are you? Thank well, you for good. having us. Well, good. What led you to, to becoming a morning show? I just always wanted to do this. I don't know. I, can, I can't ever really explain this phase of how I actually got here because I just, was just a kid that wanted to be on the radio. I used to listen to... Steve and Vicky in Atlanta, and I just knew that's what I wanted to do. And at age seven, I started playing radio station. I would get tape cassettes, record myself, and then it just kind of went from there. Went to college radio and bounced around like everybody else. But it's just, I don't know. I, I hate to say I was born to do it, but that's just kind of how my, my path went. And you wanted to do mornings. Wanted to do mornings. And now here we are. And how about you, Jess? I think my story is a little different. I, I more so fell into it. I've always been into performing arts, so it was, I never uh, knew how to stop talking, so I think it just kind of <laughs> makes sense. And I actually called into a radio station to talk about something, and they presented an internship to me, and I ended up taking wow. it, and I spent a, lot of, a long time there and did street team, and I would shadow different shows, so I never knew that the interest was there, which kind of makes me sad knowing that I don't think internships are as readily available as they used to be because I definitely would not be where I am if I did not have the opportunity because I had no idea that it was going to be something that I loved. What advice can you guys give people that might think about teaming with someone else? I think Kramer should touch on teaming with people that he doesn't have experience with first because I feel like it's yeah. very different working with someone that you, you know, luckily we've had experience together before we did a show together. And I know oh, that cool. would be a different story with kind of being put with someone that you've never met before. I think it's becoming way more rare nowadays. Uh, I think now it's more of a pairing. Let's hope this works and smile when the microphone turns on. Uh, I've worked with people that I've, I've liked and I've worked with people that I haven't liked. And it's a whole lot easier to work with people that you like. <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. But I also know that there's many times where... You almost have to separate the, the friendship from the job. And I don't know if it ever comes off as authentic as, of course, when you can find two people that genuinely get along. But sometimes you won't even know if that's the case, you know, until until six months in. But I think if you go in with an open group mentality, take out the I and kind of work on the team more than the I, I think that's the best thing that you can do when it comes to trying to pair you know, two, three, four people. Jess and I got lucky because when Jess and I had already worked together in California and when they were looking for a show in Baltimore, the question was kind of like, well, who who would be the, great, the, like, the right pair for this show? And 
I instantly, Jess was the third mic on our show. She wasn't, you know, wasn't my co-host. And I just knew that she was a star. So I would say also look for those people that you already have chemistry with because you never know in this radio world when two people may need to link up once again for a gig. So always have those people in mind too. So it seems that like everybody in radio usually has at least some experience moving, right? Mm -hmm. You guys just did a transplant from uh, San Diego all the way to Baltimore a couple of years ago. In pandemic time, it's like just did. And also you just kind of got renewed. So congratulations on that. Thank you. But what was it like when you first relocated basically coast to coast and end up in Baltimore? I mean, how did you first get the attention of our friend Tom Cook? Mm, that was very difficult because when we moved, everything was closed. So it was mm -hmm. kind of like moving to a ghost town. Nobody was out and about. And then you definitely get a lot of attention because when we had a relationship, when we started our relationship with Odyssey, we were replacing a show that had been there for 20 years. So mm. we got a lot of a lot of attention and not the nicest attention. And mm. so it was hard to work through that, I think, especially during a time when people just wanted someone and something familiar. But since then... That difficult time has almost made our community of listeners that we have even stronger. And so I think it's very, you have to be honest and acknowledge that it was very, very difficult and was not the easiest. But if you push through, then you definitely can see light at the end of the tunnel, I'd say. Yeah, to that, I would say really no attention is is bad attention, especially at the beginning. If you're starting a new show, I think that Jess and I can both attest to like, mm -hmm. they're going to probably hate you way before they love you. Yeah. But the fact that they hate you, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just true. But the yeah. fact they hate you means they genuinely care. Mm -hmm. You have a group of people that genuinely care. What you can hope for is that hopefully they'll care for you as much as they care against you. Yeah. So, and that's really what we've seen over the last, you know, and this is not my first rodeo of, of going show to show, but it's almost a consistent thing that people that hate you at first, you got to remember they hate you because they are genuinely invested in that radio station. So it's yeah, yeah. now your responsibility to take that same passion they have against you and make it for you. And, and Jess and I can tell you, it, it does happen. It definitely does happen, which it takes, you know, it's, it's little slow chips every single day until one day, all of a sudden that person that sent you like the, the nastiest comment or the nastiest message yeah. uh, is now saying, I love that bit today. I love that segment today. I love what mm -hmm. you guys did with this or that. And it's got a funny transition, but you just have to know it's there. I think if anything we can pass along from starting a new show on, recently it's just remember those people will come over it just takes a little bit of time and i think it's important to mention too to anyone that's considering moving and doing a new show and being afraid i think it makes it a little easier if you put it into personal terms like when you meet someone new it's not like you love them right away and it's not like they're your best friend right away obviously it's going to take some time to build that relationship so I think that also has to be applied in this kind of setting, too. Good point. Well, tell us about your show. I mean, who does what on and off the air? And how does that uncensored podcast differ from the morning show? <laughs> uh, quite. <laughs> it's like way different. Um, it's, it's great. Speaking of the podcast for a second, I think that that's if you don't have a off air podcast for your show, I highly recommend taking 30 minutes or an hour out of your week and adding one to it. Uh, if not more than anything, it gives you and your partner a way better chance to learn how to, I guess, maybe to build chemistry, to just have a more free flowing, thoughtful conversation. And I think it really helped Jess and I immensely just kind of almost even get to know each other a little bit better. Um, 
with, with having that. Now, when it comes to the radio show, luckily Jess is like one of the best people ever on social media. She's super creative. She's also great at, get, you know, at, uh, coming up with topics. I luckily have whatever, a million years of radio experience. So I come with all the board work and the, the structure of the show. And so I I think that our lack of knowledge in some things is made up by the other person, but almost in like a beautiful way. Like I love how Jess doesn't quite know hundred percent of the logistics of some other radio stuff goes. And then she can just throw out an idea. I'm like that. I would never would have thought that because I'm just so stuck in radio brain sometimes. And sometimes I'll have a stupid social media idea that really makes no sense, but it'll make her think in a certain kind of way too. So it's nice to have people that kind of can think a little differently than not just all complete radio brain all the time, because then you kind of get stuck in that, in that mentality of the same, the same old thing, the way we've been doing things forever, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. And I think the uncensored podcast is a really good idea too, or at least for us, we were able to bring our audiences. I mean, not just from San Diego, but the audiences that Kramer has built over the years there so it, we still had a sense of community when there were people that hated us and wanted nothing to do with us so you still felt like you had love there and then it kind of gives us a way to show a different side of our personalities and have a lot of a lot more fun just because the radio show is way different than uncensored and it's always a fun way to promote it on air with you know if you hate us then definitely don't listen to the uncensored because you're going to hate us even more and obviously <laughs> people want to listen because they want to know what, what kind of crap we're talking. <laughs> they want to hate us even more yeah <laughs> that's good well you touched on it but today's media world really is just changing so fast i mean we got audio video social media and you guys are also out and about now that we're past the pandemic so how do you see radio brands like yours and i'm talking the show now but how do you see your personal radio brands continuing to evolve and what should media hosts be thinking about and preparing for today to be ready for our changing world tomorrow. I've stopped thinking of the radio show as like the the central force of what we are, even though radio still is the central force of what we are. I've stopped kind of thinking of it in that way. And I just started once we once we moved here, because I think that once what we saw during the pandemic was way different, where all of a sudden consumption of media was all over the place. Mm-hmm. And that you didn't changed. know when, when they were listening. You didn't know how they were listening. You didn't know if they were on social media a lot more now. And so you kind of, I think the, the shift happened to where omni-channel really did come into effect for us where we can't really just think of what's going to sound the best on the radio like jess and i will kind of sit there in the morning and decide what's going to look best on video is this segment going to work great for instagram is this going to work you know right for just maybe just the radio something's just work for the radio or does mm-hmm. this topic work for facebook will that will that translate if we just in written form will that translate for that audience i think you always have to be constantly thinking where's the best place to put each piece of content and or even for example like some things just go on the podcast i mean this isn't really good for the radio show but it's good for the podcast so we'll put it over there you have to always kind of be thinking of where's the right piece of the puzzle where radio is very regimented like we know that success comes from repetition of doing the same thing over and over again where once you get those people in the loop and they really want more content they want to see your social they want to see your podcast they want to listen to your podcast and i think jess and i are just constantly thinking of where to place different forms of content and how can we repurpose different content and yeah yeah but not not just to repurpose though we don't just repurpose to repurpose we try to be as thoughtful as possible of what actually is going to work per format because everything doesn't work. Right, right. Every, I think people have to keep in mind what people want to comment on on Facebook is going to be different on Instagram. And maybe you make a reel for Instagram versus just posting a static post on Facebook. 
And I think that one of the biggest takeaways for me uh, from boot camp was recycling your content. And I think sometimes we get so uh, fixated on having a just a package of something and it needing to be perfect when really it, it's not that hard and I don't think it you can just just making a 10 second video and it doesn't have to be that's something I had to get out of my head a little bit just because I think I like how things look a little more produced but if mm-hmm. you think about TikTok you have these you know randoms just blowing up and their video was less than seven seconds and they're just saying how crappy their day was and then it's over and everyone was like same you know it's not it's it does not have to take a lot of effort to put out something that's relatable i think you just have to constantly be putting something out well jess there's probably a whole bunch of young ladies out there that are looking up to you because you're their hero i mean you're in a big market job and you're a big co-host of a morning show what advice can you give those young ladies Mm, just because you don't have all the experience doesn't mean you're not worth giving a shot to. I think sometimes the biggest thing for me was getting in my own way. And you're not supposed to have all the answers. Why, why would you have all the answers? You've never done this before. So I think being open to being coached and taking advice is massive. And wanting to learn more. And then also wanting to come out of your shell and trying new things and not being afraid of making mistakes. I think that's the biggest thing for me. And Kramer, what advice do you have for people who might want to be following in the footsteps of a show like you guys have, but they're maybe not ready to make the move to a San Diego or certainly a Baltimore just yet? What would you recommend that they do and how did, how would they approach it in today's media world? You know, I think that it's even different post-pandemic. I, I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to stay in your market and wanting mm-hmm. to continue to thrive there. Um, yeah. I, I think what we've seen, what I've seen a lot of my radio friends, I mean, we saw massive cuts in, in 2019, 2020, 2021, and, and beyond. And I think that what people are starting to evaluate is, is it worth it now? Like, is is the move worth it? And I think that would be one thing you really need to consider. Listen, I love radio, but we got to call it what it is. And sometimes it's a really beast of a business. And when I got cut from San Diego, I had to really consider, I literally sat down, I made a list of like, if I was going to do another show, mm-hmm. what would it need to look like? And I literally said, I would want to work with somebody. I had a dollar amount. I had a, a boss requirements of what I, a PD I'd want to work with. And I had a co-host and I literally, when I, I, so I knew it wasn't like I was just going to move to move. And I think what we've got to realize is we can't, we have to really start enjoying life as well. You have to really genuine, because what's, it's not, it's not going to be worth it. If you're just moving to move and taking that, I would really strongly ask the question of like, why are you going to do another show? Even if it is just, maybe you have a job already, maybe you're not out. And you're looking at other markets and things like that. I would say really consider everything that goes into your life. I don't think that I would have thought about that as much when I was, you know, I'm I'm 39. I don't think I would have thought of that when I was 29. I think it would have much been like, I'll do anything. I'll go anywhere. I'll do it. It doesn't matter. But what you don't want to be is you don't want to be 39, 49, 59 and miserable. You know, you really want to make sure that you're you're choosing gigs that work for you because the the day of the big market move to a top 10 city is kind of dead. Whereas you can really own your city. You can own your city and you can grow even bigger because of the internet. So like if you, if there's nothing wrong 
wrong with staying put where you are. And if you're going to move to a different city, make sure it's something that really is going to you know, add to your life and not take away from it. Because it's really at the end of the day, what you realize is it's not going to be worth it. Wow, some good stuff. Steve Kramer, Jessica Dutra, better known as Kramer and Jess from B1065 in Baltimore. Hey, somebody you'd like to hear from, we'd love to hear from you. Email your suggestions to show at brandwithondemand.com. And if you're finding value in this podcast and our guest, tell a friend. Every month we reach thousands of broadcasters who seldom, if ever, get to attend a broadcast summit or a boot camp. Coming up, Kramer and Jess share some things they know now that they wish they had known way back then. Hi, it's Gary Berkowitz, AC Programming Consultant at Berkowitz Broadcast Consulting in Detroit. Hey, it's Molly Cruz, Brand Manager for WMYX and WXSS-FM here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hi, this is Jake Neiman with 96.7 Cram. Hi, this is Dave Tyler from Music Master with even more raving fans. Did someone say Music Master raving fan? Ding, ding, that's me. Hey, it's Lee McNabb, Operations Manager for Saga Communications Des Moines Radio Group. Ready to join these raving fans? Visit MusicMaster.com today. They're always there and willing to help. They save me every time. I'm a major fan. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brand with On Demand. The stars of Baltimore Radio. It's Kramer and Jess with Brand with On Demand. Hey guys, tell us one thing you know now that you wish you knew way back when you first started. It's not always going to suck, and you will get your time to shine. I think that's, like, that's the main thing, because usually when you're starting out in radio, you're, like, putting up a tent at, like, 4.30 in the morning before a marathon, and you're freezing cold, and you're driving the van around, and it's hard, and that you got to work all these crazy shifts, and you just kind of wonder, how am I going to get to the place where I want to go? And you just got to put in the work and put in the time, but you're eventually going to get there. And I would say, don't marry the first attractive person that gives you attention. (laughs) All right. There will be plenty more and make sure it's the right fit for you or it could be very costly later on in life. Okay. That's just a little piece of advice on the outside of outside of the mic. Little pro tip. (laughs) On that note, is there any great advice that you guys have ever gotten that has really helped you in your career? Uh, you can't forget the business side of show business, I think, is one of one of the things I had to really learn the hard way. Um, I always felt like, who cares about the sales team? It doesn't matter. Just go in there, get ratings, put on a powerhouse show, take no prisoners. And maybe that used to work back in the day, but now it's, I would say, the business side is way bigger than the show. And to keep that in mind, in almost everything that you do, how is it going to affect the revenue and how is it going to affect the company because i promise you that's the only thing they're looking at okay that's literally at least the priority is, is way more shifted to business than show how about you jess uh for me i i had someone share with me not to i don't know how to say this in like a more concise way and i it comes up for me just because i think we've been seeing like a lot of videos of some shows going at each other online and that being live on the air to remember that you're on the radio and some things need to happen off the mic. So if you get upset or you don't agree with something that was said, just to still remember that your intention should not make the person you're speaking with look bad because that's going to make you look bad. 
So still remember that you're putting on a show. And so some things that need to be discussed can be discussed off the air. Just kind of keep that in mind that you have an audience listening. Or at least do it right at 745. You're going to do it like <laughs> Put it like right. Don't, don't waste it. If you're going to do it, at least don't waste it, okay? At least make it good, I guess. That's right. A lot to think about. Yeah. Kramer and Jess, Mix 106.5 in Baltimore. Boy, they are terrific. You can find links to the show notes. Just scroll down on your phone. Our thanks to executive producer Cindy Huber, also for booking associate producer Hannah B. And coming up next... Hi, this is Phil Becker, executive vice president of content with Alpha Media. I'll be next on Brand With On Demand. In that episode, I will give you the four things that I look for and only the four things that I look for when making our next hire at Alpha Media. And I'll also give you the best career advice I've ever been given that I probably should have taken sooner. Brand with On Demand, right here. That's a wrap, Kipper. We're going to be talking about R and B, and we're not going to be talking about music. In the show notes, you'll find One Minute Martinizing. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide.